Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor, the Five Reasons Sports Network. You can also check us out on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. You'll find us there every day from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern. Also, my new show on OnsideRadio.com that covers more than just the Miami Heat, although we do a ton of that. And we get Five Reasons guests on there all the time. That's at 10 a.m. every day, every weekday on OnsideRadio.com. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com. That is a no paywall site. We don't charge you anything, not like the newspapers or anything like that. And we've got just as many stories going up there. So make sure you give it a try again. It's five reasons That is the site. And again, Brady Hawk is writing a lot of the heat pieces there. Check out the latest from David Fernandez on the dolphins. Also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. A lot of you are familiar with this one. By now, you got to check it out in North Miami. Our friend Mark over at You Break Wheel Fix. You Break Wheel Fix is a wheel repair and refinishing company that, again, as I said, is located in North Miami with 15 years of experience. They fix bent or cracked wheels, damage on the streets of South Florida. They have fast turnaround times on most repairs, and they even offer the loaner wheels while they fix or refinish your wheels so you can keep your car on the road without interruption they'll handle faded or, or peeling wheels they offer complete refinishing back to factory standards if you're bored with the look of your wheels you break wheel fix offers over 5,000 different finishes yes including the miami heat vice colors to customize the look of your wheels so don't spend money on new wheels when you can renew them at you break wheel fix they also offer a full line of custom wheels and tires for every vehicle application and in-house repair and complete vehicle customization so call you break wheel fix today at 305-748-0112 that's 305-748-0112 or online at youbreakwheelfix.com they can also be found on google instagram facebook linkedin or yelp you break wheel fix if you mention five reasons sports when you call you get 15 percent off your repair and say hi to mark when you get there all right now today's episode Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. We are now, what are we now, 13 days away from the NBA season, 13 days away from the NBA season. And then the Miami heat getting started on the 23rd. They are still in training camp. They had a day off today. Um, they'll be back at it tomorrow. We'll have the zoom calls for you. I'm sure Brady and Alex will have those today's floor plan. I've got Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Salito. We're going to finish what we started yesterday, although not quite finished, I guess, because ESPN likes to tease this thing. So they're doing it in three parts. They did 51 to 100 on ESPN.com, ranking all the players in the NBA. I suppose it's a projection for this next season. We debated this. There were three Heat players in that bottom 50 of the top 100. You had Goran Dragic and Tyler Hero at 58 and 59, and Duncan Robinson at 75. So we knew that there would be two more players left that the Miami Heat would have on the list in the top 50. They went from 11 to 50 today. I, we thought there was a possibility that one of these two guys might not be in the 11 through 50 because he could be in the one through 10. He was not. Greg, who are the two players? I guess we know. And where do they rank? So we have Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo at 12 and 13th, respectively, on the list. 
And, um, you know, that that's kind of, you, you know, we all kind of were making projections on where they would land. And, and we were all kind of in the neighborhood of where it ended up, uh, sh you know, uh, shaping up. And, and the cool thing about it is like to, to think about that the Heat have two top 13 guys, or even if you just want to stretch it out and say top 15 guys, and one of them being Bam Adebayo. I mean, it's like they really struck gold there. And it's so, I mean, I know that this ESPN ranking is kind of BS overall and that we just need to take it with a grain of salt, but it does feel good to see two Miami Heat players so far up the list. Bam was drafted 13th, right? Correct. Draft Wait, or, or was it 14 or 13? Was it him or Hero? I always get the two of them confused. One of them was 13 and one of them was 14, right? I thought Bam was 13th. Isn't that part of the reason for the Looking number? it up right now, Bam was 14th. 14, okay, I apologize. All right, so Bam was drafted 14th in his own draft. This is an even better argument. Drafted 14th in his own draft, now ranked 13th in the entire NBA across all players. I would say that the Heat got pretty good value there. Um, Jimmy at 12. Let's go through the list, Alex. You tell me 11 through 20, if you have, and then we'll get into a little bit later who one through 10 are, because by process of elimination, we were able to figure it out, or you guys were, so thank you for that. 11 through 20, here's who they have. Jason Tatum at 11, Jimmy Butler at 12. This is what got the most conversation today. Bam Adebayo at 13, Joel Embiid at 14, so Bam ahead of Joel. Chris Paul at 15, Ben Simmons at 16, Devin Booker, Justice Not Better, at 17, Donovan Mitchell at 18. Unnecessary shot. Zion Williamson <laughs> at 19, Paul George at 20, and by the way, Bradley Beal at 22. Um, have at it. Do you have a problem with anybody who's in that 11 through 20? Again, are any of them in your view, should any of them be top 10 before we say if, uh, if any of them should not be 11 through 20, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. No, but <laughs> see, I think Jimmy, I think Jimmy has a real case for top 10, but I mean, we did the process of elimination on those guys and I'm not, I, I don't think it's egregious that he's just outside based on, on those, but what's really egregious here is Zion. Right. And I think that's kind of something that he Twitter has zoned in on. And it's, it, I think it really sticks out as kind of the most bold thing out of this whole list. But it is a projection of next season. I saw it in the infographics. And I think that's basically just makes this, which makes me actually like feel better about the list. Cause it's just like hot takes. I, I, and do they, do they do it based on like a, like an aggregate of their experts? Is that, yes. is that the way that they do it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then, then I'm good with this list. Like it's really not, so it's not a definitive ranking then. It's an aggregate thing. Is that the way that it, in that, well, in that regard, okay, so let's look at a couple of It's a hot take for Zion to be in the top 20. That, that's, that's what it really is. It's just, just a really, a really hot take. Like, he, he was awesome last year. But that's a projection that he's going to be that over a full season and will be a very good defensive player, which he was in his rookie year. Well, he's ahead of some guys who are contemporaries. I mean, uh, they, you've got uh, Trey uh, – well, let's go – John Morant at 31 – uh, Trey Young at where's Trey? Twenty nine. Uh, Trey at twenty nine. I mean, they have him ahead of Beal and uh, Car Anthony Towns. Well, well, the Beal one, the Beal one is outrageous. Okay, I, I want to talk Butler, Tatum, and Bam Embiid, but the, but the Beal one to me is outrageous. I, I mean, I, I, you know, he's got to get to the point where he's got to realize that being in this, you know, and maybe Westbrook brings them more attention this year. He certainly will, but being in this kind of nowhereville in Washington is hurting him in terms of. 
making all NBA, which he should have probably a third team and he didn't. Okay. Making the all-star team. He was like the only player to ever be averaging 30 points at the all-star break and not make the all-star team. And now he's 22 and I don't really, I'm looking at the guys ahead of him. Okay. And again, I understand projection, but just go from 16 down. Okay. Cause Chris Paul at 15, you could have put Chris Paul pretty much anywhere. And I would have been okay with it because again, it's a projection. You figure at some point he's going to fall off a cliff, but he had a terrific he, season. He played like one um, last year. He absolutely did. But okay. Let's look at this. Ben Simmons at 16 ahead of Bradley Beal. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Six spots ahead. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I'm not. And like, this is something that I think we're seeing a little bit of the, uh, the result of last season finishing so soon as the next season is starting. Cause there is, there appears to me anyway, to be a little bit of bubble bias, even in these rankings, when you think about guys, not who- with Ben, no, not with Ben. I mean, Ben got hurt in the bubble. No, th- th- that's true. I-, I thought more about the fact of like, and it even helps the heat, like Jimmy and Bam being as high as they are. When you see um, like Jamal Murray coming in at 21, like I, I feel like that's a little higher. Or than- Devin at 17. I mean, are, yeah. are you taking, are, okay, so, let, let, so I'll go through it again. Okay, from 16 down. Ben Simmons, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, is a, that's a little bit of bubble bias. I think Mitchell ahead of both of those guys. Would you take Mitchell ahead of Beal? I think that's closer, but I would probably have Beal right now over the season that he just had. But then, oh, man, Zion what Mitchell did in the playoffs was pretty special, though. So I, I think it's that's that could kind of go either way, but it's just a point of preference. I, I don't really understand having Simmons 16, though. I mean, honestly, I don't I don't think it's terrible for, for him to be in that range. I think he's ahead of guys who have proved it more, I think. So is Booker. Well, and- Right. And again, the bubble thing. Okay. So on the other hand, Paul George being at 20, ordinarily people would say Paul George is a top 15 player. Yeah. But he was so bad in the bubble, particularly in the playoffs, that he wouldn't even warrant the 20th selection. Right. Like, how are you projecting Paul? Is Paul George right now, are you expecting a better season from Paul George than Bradley Beal? Yeah. yeah. You are. Oh, wait. No, I was, I was, I thought you were saying that last season. No, no, because if this is a projection, are you expecting a better season from Paul George than Bradley Beal? I'm not. No, absolutely. I, I think that Bradley Beal, uh, well, obviously there's some things we need to see with the way he fits next to, next to Russell Westbrook and, and stuff like that. But I think that Paul George being at 20, though, even with the way it kind of, uh, you know, like flamed out in the in the bubble like 20 is as low as you can put Paul George in good conscience knowing just the skills that he brings and like also a guy like Siakam who was kind of ascending in the way that you see Bam from a rankings perspective and now like they've got him at 24 so there's almost a part of that that feels like well this is about as low as we can put him uh, based off of the performance that we saw and maybe I'm reading too much into it but uh, and you know obviously it's just it's one publications rankings but uh you know there there does seem to be some weird stuff but zion is bar none the uh the one that sticks out the most okay and and i still want to get to the the bam and jimmy stuff but i want to look at the bottom of this thing i want to look at 41 through 50 real quick because we talked yesterday about Dragic, and i think we all agree that hero is kind of overranked at 59 but we talked about Dragic at 58, and I said we may look at this thing tomorrow and say that Goran actually should have been rated higher. And so let's look at 41 through 50. 
Porzingis, I mean, if Porzingis is healthy, he's top 30, but I, he was getting there last year. Vucevic, I mean, I don't know. He's on the block. Jaron Jackson Jr., who played very well before getting hurt. Draymond, who's a really hard guy to peg. I mean, last year, he didn't look like the 44th best player in the league, okay? But if he's playing with great players, he does. So, I, you know, I don't know. Gordon Hayward at 45, I mean, depends on health. I mean, he's a $30 million player. But then we get to 46 and 49. I mean, I feel like the Nets love. I mean, they, they have Joe Harris, what, at 100, right? And they have yeah. Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie at 46 and 49. And I like both players, but with this crowd, if this is a projection as crowded as the, the Nets backcourt is, like, are either of those guys going to be worthy of top 50, let LeVert or Dinwiddie to the point that you would put him ahead of Goron? Like, I, I don't, I don't those know. two don't make any sense. I mean, they got, and then squeezed there's, in between them, there's a couple other ones. pedigrees, Oladipo and Kemba. Um, yeah. but Kemba's I, I, way too low. I'm sorry. They I would agree, right? Low, like, other guys that are, he should not be that much lower than Kyrie. I'm sorry. Like, I think Kemba at worst is like slightly worse than Kyrie. And even or then, Malcolm Brogdon, he's 10 spots behind Malcolm Brogdon or eight spots. No, don't spots. forget Marcus Smart at 37. Yeah, for their entire I love Marcus careers. Smart. I love Marcus Smart, like as that, far as defense, but man, that is high. Yeah, no, 37 for Marcus Smart is one of the the rankings I actually hate the most on this entire list. Um, but the other thing with like Kemba is when you see Drew Holiday at 33, yeah. like Kemba Walker has been heads and shoulders a, a better player than Drew Holiday year over year. So I think that maybe the injury stuff with Kemba has him dropping. So maybe they really are taking into account the context here yeah. of maybe Draymond is going to return to form. And, um, you know, with the, with the Nets players, maybe it's a little bit of if that team is so good that they can warrant um, a number one seed in the East, for instance, like then maybe those guys are contributors to that capacity and they're young and maybe they get a little bit better. So, uh, you know, maybe that's how we justify some of these. <laughs> but isn't, isn't there, a, I mean, isn't the, the Celtics bias playing into the Marcus smart thing? I mean, I, so uh, let's, okay. I'm just, just between 11 and 50, the, the Celtics. Okay. Tatum at 11. All right. Marcus smart at 37. Um, well, Hayward's gone. So, I mean, he, he was at 45 Jalen uh, Brown at 32 Jalen Brown at 32 and Kemba at 48. I, I'm not really arguing with Jalen Brown at 32. That feels like the range, but let, let's, but let's cycle back then Jason Tatum at 11 and Jimmy Butler at 12. Now I'm not going to argue with what Jason Tatum did the last two to three months of the season. And obviously he had a lot of moments against the heat. That's exactly what it is. Ethan. At, and I know, and, and he's an ascending player. I get that. But it is hard for me to make an argument that even this year that I would take what the, the overall package of what Jason Tatum offers over what Jimmy offers. I'm not saying that that doesn't flip in two years or three years, but if you're projecting this year, I, I don't know how you have Tatum ahead of Butler. I, I, don't, I don't feel like they're out of the same range. I think they're in the same range, but I don't know how you have Tatum over Butler. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no overthinking that. And when we get into who uh, will make up the 10, we don't know how they'll be ranked. I think that they can, they can be some further dialogue related to where Jimmy uh, slots in. I mean, the thing with Tatum, man, I like, I guess you can, I mean, it's a projection, right? So that, that's going to be the excuse every time it's aggregate. I, I get it. It's not a definitive ranking, but yeah, I definitely would have Jimmy ahead of Tatum. 
I would even th- consider having Bam over Tatum. I get why that probably wouldn't happen, but oh, God, man, there, there was a Celtics fan who, who Celtics uh, fan who, who I follow on Twitter, who uh, knows it all too well, man. And he summed it up perfectly. He, he said, you know, Bam put up 22, 11 and five plus two steals and a block in the conference finals after putting the MVP in Rikers, the car, I mean, the round before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what yeah. that guy does then guarding all five positions whenever needed i mean i think you can make a real case for bam ahead of tatum man i really yeah. do well bam bam oh. blocked tatum at the rim so bam should be ahead of him right there and the other thing that i think we just we need to sneak this in here is we we hope that Giannis gets the opportunity to look at this list and see that he could go to a team with two guys in the top 13 okay but let's look at this other one because i think i think <laughs> As much as I could say you could put Bam ahead of Tatum, I think that there will be people around the NBA who would be surprised and not really agree with Bam being ahead of Embiid. Because if this is a projection for next season, are we saying that if both guys are healthy, and I guess, again, you've got to assume health with Embiid, even though it's hard to assume, if both guys are healthy, that Bam and not Embiid would be the best big in the Eastern Conference? Because that's essentially what this is saying. I mean, they're two different style bigs, man. Like, I, I do think it's hard to compare, and it's just a preference on, like, maybe maybe you would rather have Embiid as your number one. That's not really how I feel. I think because people are, see Embiid as somebody who can score for himself on a reliable basis and kind of doing that since he got into the league. I just don't see it. Like, I think, bam, he really showed just a glimpse of what he's going to be for the rest of his, you know, prime in this playoff run. And I get the, the bubble may not be representative of regular playoffs or whatever. I a hundred percent believe in Bam and, and his skill set and everything that he does. Well, I just, I don't know, man. I think the thing with Bam and Embiid is like the only thing Embiid really, really sets apart himself with in front of, as well as, you know, as opposed to Bam is the stuff in the post. He's a slightly better rebounder. And you could say he's a better rim protector. The difference is he can't guard all these positions. And, and at the end of the day, that's where it becomes a preference. I think it is about like, would you rather have the post guy who's a great rim protector and who is an awesome player by every means should be a top 20 player? And, or do you get the guy who maybe doesn't score as much, but does kind of everything else at a really, really high level. And you can run all different types of offenses and defenses as a result. And that's why I take Bam. And I think Bam, I mean, Embiid is already, I think, kind of capped out on his prime. Maybe he gets a little bit better. I think Bam still has ways to go. But but in some sense, Greg, you talked about bubble bias. And, and as much as I feel like there has been an anti-heat bias, you know, in sort of recognizing the value of some of the players on this team, this does feel like a little bit of a bubble effect, doesn't it? I mean, th- there's nobody before the bubble who would have put Bam ahead of Embiid nationally, right? I mean, so... Yeah. Is is this essentially an overreaction to the fact that Embiid was essentially out there alone for the Sixers on a mismatched team without Simmons in the playoffs? And he still put up, for the most part, huge numbers. They just didn't win anything. Yeah, it's a situation where like, I I go back to this. Usually the season ends in what, like June? And then these articles start getting written in – September or so. And there's, there's like just a longer period for people to download the season, take a breath, marinate on it, 
come back with a little bit less emotion or um, even just uh, having recent memories kind of driving some of your your intuition and the way that you you build these lists. I, I just think that there has to be some of that where they're remembering the band block, they're remembering the way he closed out Boston and and, and guarded, uh, you know, Giannis and, and the things that were, the, you know, just all of the stuff that was related to to what went on in the bubble. I just it, it, it's reflected here. And, and he's 10 spots ahead of Carl Anthony Towns. He's uh, he's 11 spots ahead of Siakam. And I'm not going to make an argument for Siakam, particularly after the bubble playoffs. But going into the All-Star game, I mean, Siakam got the spot, not not Bam, right? It was Bam beating Siakam in the skills competition that kind of got everybody's attention. Uh, so, I mean, he's ahead of some pretty prominent guys. I, again, I'm not saying it's not deserving, and I'm not saying that Bam can't get there i believe he can and we talk no ceiling all the time but the fact that the the national and again espn.com is pretty reflective of national media the fact that the national media has elevated him so quickly in light of the fact that heat players typically aren't we love it that way, especially of late it is it, it is it's but it's a little bit of the a guys surprise. who win in the and, playoffs and we come, is that and, simple that, that's how i look at it well, yeah, but Bam over well, Carl Anthony Towns, way. man. I love Carl Anthony Towns, but that's culture. That's what it, that's the difference. Well, well, he's a well, well, Cat's a one way player. But like if you look at um, I mean, it's funny because if the Heat got Bradley Beal, would we all agree that Bradley Beal becomes their go to player? Oh, yeah. Offensively? Oh, yeah. Offensively, for sure. OK, well, he's he's 10 spots behind Jimmy and nine spots behind yeah. Bam. I mean, who? Who would be the centerpiece of that team? I guess it would be shared equally three ways. Yeah, I mean, it would just be depending on what you're looking for. But I mean, the the alpha would be Jimmy from a um, leadership perspective. But the you know the offensive guy would be Bradley Beal, and the defense anchor is Bam Adebayo. So it would be kind of a shared role. Um, you know, and it's a little bit different than most superstar trios. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, but it's it it's interesting to me that you have again Durant's going to be in the top ten. But Kyrie was ranked here at 25. And again, I believe a lot of that is projection. Is he going to stay healthy? Is he going to go with the program? But to have Bam Adebayo 12 spots ahead of Kyrie Irving, there's been a little bit of a shift here. Um, When we come back this break, what we're going to get into a little bit is who is in the top 10 and was there a case for Jimmy Butler? And is there a case for Bam Adebayo eventually getting to the top 10? Before we do... A word for Manscaped. We'll get back to our episode here in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You know, Knicks are no good in the NBA. You're familiar with that? The Knicks are no good? Well, Knicks are no good when you're shaving certain parts of your body either. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. I never thought I would actually say that on a podcast and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean, premium, the battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. 
Make sure you trim yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN at manscaped.com. And now this is where I end my career. Your balls will thank you. And now back to the episode. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. I apologize. That's my hamster in the, or our hamster, my daughter and my hamster in the background um, trying to get out of her cage. So apologize for that. Um, trying to escape my apartment. Uh, so let's get to it, guys. The top 10 uh, by, by the process of elimination. Okay. I mean, other than obviously, you know, Mario Chalmers would be there if he was active. Uh, this, these are the ones that we've, we determined are on there. LeBron, we don't know the order. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Giannis, James Harden, wherever it is, he's playing Luka Doncic, uh, Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard and Dame Lillard. Right, Greg, these, these are the 10 that we've, yeah, I mean, it, they're not anywhere yeah, else. I so. mean, unless, uh, you know, Myers Leonard or, or Derek Jones Jr. sneaks up there. Yeah, okay, I think we're safe. All right, so so looking at that, we mentioned that Jimmy Butler could be top 10. You can make a case, uh, you know, I think he's positioned about right in that 11 through 13 range. But, okay, let's go through this list. You're not putting him ahead of Braun, right? You're not putting ahead of a healthy kid. We can, we can skip right to it. Jokic is the guy. Had the, is the guy right? Well, you're not putting him ahead of Kawhi, but let's go through. You're not putting take. him ahead of Giannis. Okay, Steph again. Projection of health belongs in the top ten. Oh, yes, Luke Luca is a top ten player. Off, I mean, certainly offensively, he's top five now. Dame the same. Harden, as much as you guys know how I feel about him, has to be there. And so we are just talking about Jokic, right? Is that that's the only one? Nope, I disagree. It's Dame for me. Who's man. The other it's one? Dame. I gotta say, I, it. I'm sorry. I, I, I could go that way too, because like, this is the thing with what just took place in the playoffs. I mean, Dame, Dame hasn't necessarily gone so far and done what Jimmy just did w- with the way that he kind of carried a team deep. Like, well, really- hold on, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, he, he, I mean, he put up what a 60 spot to keep them. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I mean, he was playing with Hassan, right? I mean, I, I, I you, you have to give him a little bit of a, a ball. Well, yeah, but I, I, I mean, even if you just talk generally, how far has Dame, has Dame reached the conference finals? The last year, uh, yeah. the, the Myers Leonard game came in the conference. Finals. Oh, that that's right. Yep. You're right against Golden State. But they got so, like they were they were a second round team lucky to be in the conference finals if we're really yeah. being honest. Like that. okay, but we're not gonna play them. No, but Dame, Dame is elite. Like Dame and not. But Jokic is the one because here's the thing. Like if the clip and look, I just said here's the thing. Like Ethan does. Um, yep. If if the I used clip to paid for that, I don't right. Anymore. If and I will not be. Uh, if no. the Clippers had closed out Denver, there's no way in hell Jokic is in the top ten. I don't think. I think that this is another bubble reaction. And I know that like the basketball heads, like like Nikias loves Nikola Jokic, and and he, and he tells me a hundred reasons why, and he's right. Like he really is skilled, and he's just completely a, a, a different kind of player. But I, I don't know if I were to put him in the top ten. Um, that's just me. Well, he's also a liability defensively still, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Okay, to me, so that's, that's he's not a, a two-way thing. player. No, but Jokic, to me, like, they, they've had good defenses built around Jokic. And, look, he got sliced and diced by Donovan Mitchell in the first round. There's no way around it, right? Like, that was a bad matchup. And him having to cover, you know, defend in space and Donovan Mitchell coming off screens all the time was not a good look. But I think 
the swinging thing for me there is I would rather have Jokic on defense than Lillard. And I love Dame, man. I do. Like, I'm not really – I don't think it's egregious at all to have Dame and Jokic ahead of Jimmy specifically if you're projecting uh, because we all know how Jimmy is in the regular season. But I, to me, if I had to put Jimmy ahead of one of those, one of those guys, it's Dame. Maybe, maybe it's a hot take. I don't know. Well, let me, let me ask you this to follow on this, and then after the break, we're going to get back into the BAM conversation. When you're talking about a top 10 player, it should be a guy who, if he's the best player on your team, you have a chance to win a championship, okay? You know, obviously, we know the team stacks stars, but the only team, I believe, that would have two in the top 10 here would be the Lakers, right? And they won the championship, LeBron and AD, right? They're the only one with two, okay? Everybody else is Curry's alone now because he's not with Durant. KD is alone because Kyrie is 25th. He's not top 10. Uh, Kawhi is alone because Paul George is 20th, right? So they have players in the top 25, but not. Um, and then Giannis is obviously is alone. Middleton, I think, came in somewhere in the 30s. Jokic, um, we mentioned Murray, right? Murray came in 21, so another guy in the top 25. And then Damon CJ, CJ McCollum is 27. So they all have sidekicks, so to speak. Lucas sidekicks, I guess, is Porzingis, who's 40, uh, 41. Okay, so they all have sidekicks in that space. Okay, but it should be if you're in top 10, it should be a player who can you can win a championship with him as the best player. Okay, so LeBron, yes, right? Obviously, it's <laughs> happened. Uh, <laughs> Kawhi, yes, it's happened. Uh, Giannis, no, not yet, but you could win a championship with Giannis. Yeah, you have player. to say absolutely. Steph, it's happened. Okay, um, Harden. I'll leave this with you guys. Can you win a championship with James Harden as your best player? Yes. Uh, a culture James Harden, absolutely. Oh, but yeah. I, I just think ultimately with the way that he puts up the numbers that he does, it's similar to the Dame thing in that like if Dame can go get 60, like Dame's one of the few guys in the league that could could get 81 in a game, I think. You know what I mean? Like So like th those are those players that kind of can creep up this list even if they haven't done it yet. James Harden would technically be the best player on the Heat, and that team would win a championship. So yeah, I, I don't agree with you about that, but okay, uh, that's that's fine. No, um, just based on the ranking. I <laughs> uh, he'd be the third guy I'd want to watch play. All right, I mean, maybe not even third. Um, AD, you can win a title with AD as your best player. Lakers kind of well, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far, but we. Can how about, how about this exercise? How many other superstars could you pair with AD and know you would win a championship? Because that any, may, any of the LeBron may be one of the only ones. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, you don't think AD and Giannis together could win a title? No. Yeah. yeah like theoretically, but you don't think you don't yeah, think. No, but that, this is a theoretical question, Alex. You don't think AD and KD could win a title together? Sure. Yeah. Prime AD, KD, AD yeah. and Curry could win a title together. AD and Kawhi could win a title together. There you yeah. go. But but there. Like there, there is something to say though about like like the way that LeBron kind of. Um, can take a little bit of the pressure off of of AD in certain ways and the, and the spotlight and some of that and he props him up and he's been there before so there's just I, I don't know there is some little bit of mentorship there that's a little different but there there was there was like a decade and a half where there was like only four maybe five players I'd have to go back through all of them who were the best player on a title team you're right I mean, it was it was either Kobe or Duncan or Bron, right? Dwayne. Dwayne for one year. Um, 
I mean, Shaquille and, for like and, a while. I'm for going Sha- that far Shaq back. For a period of time. It's a very, sh- and then, you know, even in this era, Kawhi, I mean, you can make the argument on Curry or Durant, but certainly Curry has been one of them. But it's a very short list. Like, often it's not even 10 players in the league. That's one of the reasons I'm doing this exercise. And this is why I'm – the other reason is the Heat almost won a championship with Jimmy Butler as their best player. (laughs) Like, they they got to the finals and won two games. And we can argue again, Bam or Jimmy, Bam or Jimmy. But in the finals, it was Jimmy. And he won two finals games by himself. How many other players – again, I, I think Jimmy's fine in the 11 through 13 range. But if you're making the case for number for top 10, how many of the other players on this list could do what Jimmy did in two finals games? LeBron, yes. KD, yes. Not Tatum. Well, no, Tatum's ahead. I'm Tatum's not top 10, although he's 11. I agree with you about that. But Giannis, I suppose, could do it if we ever saw him there, right? Right? Yeah. Ka- Kawhi has done it. Could could Jokic do that twice in the finals? Oh come on, man! They just beat the Clippers, man. I, I'm just uh, saying, could he no, do honestly, that? Yeah, it, it, it's all it's all speculatory, but I mean, I, I get what you're saying, and it's because that's not a real word, Greg. I got to call it, you on that. That's it's not. I don't think so. I'm going to check it, but I mean, at the end of the <laughs> maybe day, I should have said this is all. Spe- I, I, I should have said speculative. Yes, um, you should have. That's fine. Go ahead. Oh well. Uh, we're we're going over a fake list, so ultimately, I can't take myself too seriously. I know. But, I know. Um, I, where the hell was I going with this now? Um, no, I don't know. We were talking about Jokic. Jokic. Could he do twice what Jimmy Butler did? No, and that's be- because you can't measure net culture rating. Like they just haven't oh, came Lord. up with that yet. So like, and that's what Jimmy brings to the table that some of these guys just don't. Um, Leif, I know you have the statistics. What's uh, what's Jokic's reading on that? Net um, culture. Yeah. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if Jokic could get. I mean, although he got. Did, better did you adjust for the altitude? <laughs> he handles that. Could a Could AD do twice what Jimmy did in the bubble? Yes, right. I mean, what Jimmy yeah. did in the finals. Okay. Yeah, he could. Uh, Steph certainly could. He's never really done it in the finals, but he certainly could. Wow. Uh, could and could. No, it's true. He's never really done it in the finals. I mean, he's had games, but he hasn't had games like that. Uh, Clay's had better games in the finals than him. Dame. Could Dame do that twice? Absolutely, right? For sure. Yeah, so isn't there. the isn't the real argument Jokic then? I mean, that's what I said. Okay. I think so, but I, I'm <laughs> just saying to me the swing thing between Dame and Jokic was the fact that not only the defense, but more than that is just the respect I have for Jokic and Murray and what they did in the bubble. Like I, just, they've only been in the playoffs twice. And <laughs> both times they've overachieved, I think, past people's expectations. Obviously this time around, even more so than the first time around where they ended up, you know, they played the Spurs and the Blazers. They beat the Clippers, and everybody thought it was going to be Lakers-Clippers conference finals. It seemed obvious. You know, nobody kind of – there was no discerning opinion other than Lakers-Clippers conference finals. And they they were the team. They were the heat of the of the, of the Western Conference, in, mm-hmm. essentially. And I want to just give them the same respect that I feel like, uh, you know, ESPN's giving the heat. I think Jokic was the best player on that team. And look, man, what's the best team that Dame's eliminated? No, it's a good point. Um, it's a good point. And then I'm not trying to hit on Dame by any means. No, I'm no, just trying I, to I say if, look, if you're picking between those two guys. There are black marks against Dame's record. I mean, he got locked up by Drew Holiday um, in that series and got swept out. I mean, he's had, you know, he's had to be carried by CJ at times. But I mean, you can't argue with it. I'm not going to ding him for the bubble performance which was tremendous when, you know, his front court was, he had, they had Nurkic coming back. Oh, no doubt. Playing Whiteside. Shouldn't have even been in the playoffs. 
right. They didn't have a wing. They didn't have a wing. Their wings were all hurt. Um, and so I'm not going to, you know, he was incredible in the, in the postseason. But, okay, so basically we've decided that the only guy you could really talk about here might be Jokic. Is there any debate, before we go to another break, and then I want to introduce the BAM thing, is there any debate here about Luka being top 10? Hell no. I think if you ask me and you, uh, you haven't, but if I could choose anyone to build my franchise around, if like we were literally doing a redraft of the entire league, I may take Luca one overall. Mm-hmm. So I agree with, with the that. Defensive questions with him. Yeah. I think he kind of transcends some of that stuff. Same. I agree with that. And that, 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 that sentiment, but <laughs> I would have put Jimmy ahead of Luca in these rankings, man, those finals and that run, I think, it was that crazy where I feel like he deserves a spot in the top 10 because, you know, I feel like that's what we usually talk about with the, with these guys when we're talking about their legacies is like, did they step up their game in their play in the playoffs? Right. Look at Alex hope trafficking. I have taught you. Well, I love this. <laughs> Look, it's not even hope trafficking anymore, man. They were in the finals and they both stepped up their games incredibly Jimmy and bam. And that's kind of like what makes me feel more safe about it than anything. Before, it might have seemed like a hot take to say Bam was a top 25 player. And I was even hedging it that way by saying top 25 and not top 15. Like I really had him inside my head. I was being a coward. But now here, he's 13 and and we're bold again. He's a top 15 player. and But I wonder, Alex, if the expectations are going too far. Oh, yeah, the expectations are going to go through the roof for sure. But they they should be top 15 players. I I do think that's correct. But if he doesn't, okay. But let's say he comes back and and the, and the mid range game is not there yet, or he's not comfortable in it. I I can see Heat fans, and he got the extension. I've been through this game before with Heat fans, where the expectation level changes to such a degree, and Bam just doing you know sixteen, eight and five on a given night is going to be considered disappointing, especially if you have a guy who's being ranked thirteenth overall. But I want to talk about Bam more in a second. We're going to close the loop on this thing. I want to tell you about a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Of course, that's Biscayne Bay Brewing, the official craft beer of Inner Miami, the Miami Marlins, and the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is South Florida's actual independent brewery. Biscayne Bay is owned by local guys who employ people in this community to make their beer right here in South Florida. These guys are committed to our community and to supporting Five Reasons Sports so we can keep bringing you all the local sports content that you can handle if you care about supporting local business and drinking amazing beer. Grab their stuff. I got a bunch of it here. Marlins Lager the Miami Pale Ale, and the Tropical Bay IPA at all major retailers throughout South Florida. Biscayne Bay Brewing, ask for it. You're at a restaurant, they likely have it. They may just not have it on the menu at this point. Also, you don't get a chance to check out the website, ask if you're at Publix or any of your local stores. This is the beer we're drinking at Five Reason Sports. All right, let's close. Let's talk about hope trafficking. Bam Adebayo finishes 13th in the rankings, which really is remarkable. I mean, first-year starter, to be in this position. What are the odds that Bam Adebayo is top 10 within two years? Very good. To strong, <laughs> to, to strong prop. I mean, like where was Kevin Garnett ranked throughout his career? Cause I think, <laughs> wow. cause, cause like wherever he I was ranked, it. It, that's essentially where Bam Adebayo uh, can, uh, if we're going to talk about him having any semblance of a ceiling, <laughs> it is it is the Kevin Garnett model. So I mean, like that's where I'm looking. I low key oh. think though. I low key think that he's not gonna get that love, and this is kind of around gonna be the highest where he gets because he's gonna be putting up similar production. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I 
I just know that Bam isn't the guy to look to up his numbers every no, year. It's winning. Winning is what's going to do. It's winning, this. but 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 he's only going to be considered top ten if he's averaging twenty. I I I, I don't. I ha- again, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I just can't see it because look at the top ten list now. Okay, I mean LeBron. How much longer is LeBron going to be a top ten player? For at least another two seasons, right? Forever. Yep. Forever, right? Uh, KD provided he returns to some kind of form isn't dropping out of the top 10 anytime soon. Neither is Kawhi, neither is Giannis. So that's four. Um, Steph returns to any kind of form. He's a shooter. His, his game is going to age. Well, he's there. Okay. So those five to me are a given. All right. AD is a given that's six, right? So we're really talking and Luca, as we've discussed is kind of an eternal given at this point, right? This is probably the lowest. Whatever he's ranked this time is probably the lowest he's going to be ranked for the next five years. So you're talking about seven of those guys that aren't dropping out. So the only ones would be Harden, Luca, and Dame, right? Again, assuming that Jimmy doesn't move up there. And then you look at some of the other guys who are with Bam. Tatum could be top 10. Embiid gets his bleep together. He's top 10. Devin Booker averages 30 in a season. He could be top 10, um, you know, Anybody else on the rest of this list that jumps out to you that could be top 10? Could Trey that, Young eventually be right top there. 10? The, the Tatum and Embiid love that they've given in the past suggests that they're going to go to him before they go to Bam. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of what scares me. It's not necessarily well, about Bam's play, but and and, you that, know, Lillard is, is going to be putting up this productive seasons for the next few years probably still. I mean, it's, it's tough. At this rate, Zion's going to be like third next season. You and know, he'll the be way first that he... next season. You're <laughs> right. He's 20 games. But, but right. But some of these other guys, too. I mean, I don't think Brandon Ingram has that type of potential. Um, I don't know that Jamal Murray has that, but I think John Morant has that type of potential. Um, I think, uh, I mean, Devin, again, if he's averaging 30 points, could, could be up there. Tyler Hero. Well, yeah. Well, Tyler, I think Tyler was overranked here, but yeah, that's, I, I mean, I'm just, just again, looking at this list at who takes that next jump. It's also interesting to me to see, as I look down the list, like Russell Westbrook at 36, and I don't know if that's high or low, to be honest. I, he played for about two months last year, like a top five player again. So at least in terms of numbers, but getting back to Bam, I, I'm with you. I, I think what may happen here, I agree with you guys about the no ceiling in terms of his game but I feel like there was such a quick progression with him. And now the expectations have gotten so high that he is going to start getting judged by numbers. And as you mentioned, he's not a guy who really thinks about numbers and I can see him paying a public price for that for not, if Bam has one of those games where he's just, you know, a week where he's just not aggressive and we've seen those weeks, there's going to be criticism because there was criticism of Chris Bosch for that stuff. Remember? Yeah. No, there shouldn't be though. Like it just happened last season. Like they do what needs to be done. They execute the game plan. They're not looking to rack up numbers and, you know, trying to get into all that. That doesn't sell though, Alex. Yeah. To me, to me, Bam's path is this. It's, it's getting like somewhere in the neighborhood of 2011, five assists and consistently being the best defensive player or in that group of the league. And then consistently going deep in the playoffs and being a winning player. I feel like the more that you do that two, three, four seasons, you string together doing that kind of stuff. Maybe you don't need to get 24 points a game to be considered a top 10 guy because everybody understands all the intangible stuff. So that's the path. I would be curious about one of the thing. I don't know how long ESPN has been doing this list. I would have to look back on it. Um, was Chris Bosh ever as high as 13? I, would you, Maybe would you, right before he came to Miami. 
right? That would have been that would yeah. have been last the year, moment. probably. Yeah. Maybe. Um, do you think Zoe was ever ranked as high as 13? I they weren't doing this at this point, but do you think he would have been? Yeah. I mean, the the last year before he went to yeah, exactly. That was the year because he was an MVP candidate. I mean, it was essentially but he wasn't projected that. I mean, I know I know he was an all-star, but he wasn't project like yeah, he finished, I think, what second or third in, in MVP voting, right? To Carmelone, but like and I, he could have won it actually. But he wasn't projected that way this year, that year. I'm just I'm just wondering. I, I, no, but I mean, like, had the dust settled on that season and they did these rankings heading into the next year and Zoe was mm -hmm. fully healthy, I think he probably would have been somewhere in the neighborhood of top 15. And, and the last question I would have was I, I would wonder, and again, I got to look back to see how long they've been doing this. How many times Dwayne was top 10? I mean, how he many should, times would he have been top 10? I mean, obviously the 08, 09 season, uh, probably 05, 06. There they started disrespecting him towards the end of his career. Uh, there were a few years that he was much lower in this kind of stuff, and we could probably dig it up, but who I wants remember to? Remember when, when it was controversial that, uh, that they put Harden ahead of him? Yes. Yeah, I remember. No, I remember there were some years where Dwayne was ranked in the 40s. I mean, and you could have made the case because you didn't know if he was going to play more than 60 games. But there weren't, I mean, the thing about Dwayne was Dwayne's peak was so high, but it didn't last that long because of the knees. And so I, you know, he, he, he back in history, historically, he would get dinged for that. But the reason I'm mentioning all of that is it puts into perspective how significant it is that Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, you know, one guy that the Heat got with no cap space, who supposedly was a bad teammate, and another guy who they drafted 14th overall are both in the top 13 when historically there haven't been that many heat players who've been there. I mean, uh, you, you know, obviously Shaq was a top 10 player when the heat got him and he was, you know, for one more year when he played, but other than that, you know, LeBron probably three years of Dwayne where he was ranked up that high. Maybe Zoe. I don't Bosch wasn't, I don't believe when he was here, even though he's a better player than he was in Toronto. So this is significant. I mean, to, to have two guys in the top 13, I think Jimmy's is justified and you could say a little higher. I think Bam's oh, as much as you guys know, I love Bam. I think Bam's is a little bit of a projection and we may be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. That's all that, that is it fair to say that? Yeah, I think, I think that that's fair, but I also think that having two guys that far up the list definitely begs the question of um, at least it, it, you have to think about, is it a little crazy that we are clamoring for a t another mm -hmm. top 10 player to round this out and that there is a certain faction of the fan base that would almost consider this build, if you want to call it that, um, maybe uh, not as appealing or, or, or maybe as maybe underwhelming if they didn't add uh, one of the guys that's in the top 10 that we haven't got to that part of the list yet. Like it's pretty crazy when you look at it on paper that, you know, they have two top 13 guys already. There's only one other team in the league that has two top 13 guys. And the Heat just hey. lost to them in the finals. But right. You said that you have Bam. Uh, you said we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. You think it's kind of more of a projection than a ranking right now. Does that mean you also think that the Clippers have that then? As Why far as the, the top 20 players. Well, the Clippers have, I mean, the Clippers have two, I mean, they got Kawhi in the top 10, but they just have Paul George at 20, but I'm talking about. The, of, no, I just want to know, because you said it's a, uh, you know what, Ethan, that's it. I'm calling for names here. Who, who do you have ahead of them? <laughs> I mean, look, he, here's what I would say. Okay. I prefer Bam Adebayo on a team that I'm covering than Joel Embiid. 
but it is really hard for me to make the case right now that if Joel is healthy, and I know that is the great qualifier, that his upside in terms of carrying a team is higher than Bam's. And, and again, I, I, it's not that I don't appreciate the things that Bam does, but if, if Bam is your go-to guy at this stage, you're not going anywhere, okay? If Embiid is your go-to guy, if you have the right pieces around him, it can work. And I know he fans are going to get all over me because, you know, we know the anti-Philly thing. But just looking, I mean, that's just one name here, okay? I, you know, there's always been the case of Bam versus Donovan Mitchell. You can make a case either way depending on what you think is more valuable, but Bam is here five spots ahead of Donovan Mitchell, and you can argue it the other way. And frankly, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, who's, you know, a dog is a defender, okay, but is so elite offensively that you can make the case, too, that no, I think you're using dog more likely to win an MVP if he figures it out. You could make the case for Cat. So I, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that Bam's not great. You guys, I, he deserves the max. You know how I felt about Bam since the very beginning, and I felt he should have been playing sooner, and he exceeded my expectations. I'm just saying that if Bam flattens out a little bit this year, which I think is possible, okay, if he doesn't develop the jumper, I think you're going to be looking at stats pretty similar to what he produced this past season, which were outstanding. But for Heat fans and for those who are projecting him 13th overall, it may not be consistent with that ranking at this stage. And that's all I'm getting. And, and I, I'm also saying it is, it is remarkable that the Heat have two top 13 players. And it is, and it also, Greg, this is kind of the point of this exercise. I agree with you. It shows that we may be sort of putting too much stock in this idea that they need a third star. If the reality is there are only two teams in the NBA that have two players in the top 13. I mean, it's not like a bunch of teams have three stars, you know, in the top 20. Now they don't. They don't. Okay. No one does. There's, there's no team with three players in the top 20. So I, again, I feel like sometimes the heat are, and I think you're getting at this, Greg heat fans are taking for granted what they already have because, you know, we're chasing squirrels like, you know, Harden, who would obviously be another top 13 player or Beal or Giannis or any of the others. When frankly, in this league, which is more balanced now two elite players and top 13 is elite is enough if you have a good enough supporting cast. There you have it. Okay. I think at the end of the day, I think that's where we'll end. All right. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for joining us. By the way, third straight pod without saying it. I know. I know. We've gotten you. We've gotten you off of it. All right. Thanks to the sponsors of this episode. Again, that's manscaped.com. Use the code 5RSN. Biscayne Bay Brewing. Make sure that you ask for it. And of course, you break, will fix. Mention five reasons and you get 15% off any service that you do with you break will fix. I should have mentioned that earlier. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back with Floors Yours on Thursday night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.